All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Baseball is Cool podcast. I am Pat. I'm joined by my friend Matt from Sox Outsider. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know him as Matt with the good hair. Oh, That's well, what I like to call him. A little frizzy today. Yeah, it's great. It's great hair. Um, today, we are in episode one. We're going to cover the, the Fernando Tatis extension. We're going to cover uh, Seattle Mariners president Kevin Mather becoming ex-Seattle Mariners president Ke Kevin Mather. Um, you know, we really, since this is the first episode, we had a whole list of things we could cover because other podcasts that have covered things that have happened in baseball the last several months haven't done that here because this is the first time. But figured we'd take the two biggest stories, maybe not of the offseason, but of the last month, I'd say, and two of the bigger stories of the offseason um, and talk about them today. But before we do that, Matt Corey, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Pat? Um, I'm doing well. It's uh, The weather's a little dreary here in Maryland today, but um, it was nice to have some sports on TV. We're recording this on Sunday, February 28th. So today's the first day of baseball spring training. Yes. Uh, the caps Same. are on, which Matt and I both like. Um, so we like Matt, it when they win. We don't like it when they lose. That's my personal. I don't, I don't I shouldn't put words in your mouth. Maybe you do like it when they lose. I don't know. I prefer when they when they win. Okay, so we agree on that. Yeah, but but I generally going into the game don't know if they're going to win or lose. So I will, you know, I'm I'm watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's hard to know which way it's going to go. It's yeah, like I'm, total mystery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you got DVR, and then that's cheating, though. Sure, sure, it is. I, I, I can't do that with sports. Can you do that with sports? I can't do that with sports. No, no. I won't. I won't DVR sports. I'd rather no. just see the score after. Yes, yes. There's, there's no, like, even I even have a problem like when you're watching like the Caps game where you can like something happens and it was just like too quick for me to totally grasp what happened and you back it up. Like I even don't like doing that. I will do it sometimes, but I, I don't like. I try I, not to. I am the um, same way. If I go watch the game at my parents' house, my dad is a big, let me go back and see that or let me pause it because oh, I need to go oh, yeah. do something for five or 10 minutes and then I'll catch oh, up no. thing. And yeah. when I go, when I go over, I, I, I squash any of that, you know, as a yeah. guest in his house, I tell him how he needs to be watching the game. In well, order to please me. If he, yeah, exactly. And if he <laughs> is, if he is going to have you there, there are rules to that, you know, like you don't just, you don't just have Pat at your house and then, and then it's a free for all. And you just right. do crazy things like pause the hockey game for five minutes while you go. Right. I won't even guess what you're going to do. L luckily, luckily, it drives my mom crazy as well. So pretty much have won that argument. Or not That's argument, good. But I've won that uh, position when I go over. That's good. That's good. Um, cool. All right. So baseball-wise, Fernando Tatis Jr., it's been, what, about a week now, I think, since the deal's been official, maybe about – 10 to 12 days since we started hearing about his extension with the Padres. I think it's I've got my like timeline right there. Yeah. Uh, 10 year, or I'm sorry, 14 years, $340 million deal with the Padres. Um, I think that in general, this is relative to most other teams that sport, sports teams make. People seem to think that both sides got to win here, which is not normally the case. Normally it's, you know, big deals, big trades, et cetera, very divisive and, and all, not divisive, but oftentimes there's a clearer winner. Yeah. Uh, here, I, I think it's great for both sides. Um, and we'll, I'll, you know, I'll get into why, but first, what do you, what do you think about the deal? Yeah. Um, I was surprised when I started to really sit down and talk about it, that 
I felt like the the Padres were taking a big risk. Um, and because in my, my initial, like, you know, the lightning reaction was, Oh, that's cool. Like that's good for baseball. It's great that he's staying in San Diego. It sounds like he got a lot of money, so that's good too. And it's a real early deal. Like he hasn't, you know, hit arbitration yet. He's still got uh, what one or two years left on. I, I don't have it in front of me. Um, on you know, league minimum salaries, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, it it was like, oh wow, that's like setting a new uh, a new bar for for when you give these kind of contracts out, and that's great for players, and um, also I think great for fans who want te- you know want teams to hold on to players like that. You know, where, you know, you and I have had conversations before where, you know, we've talked about, you know, Mookie Betts, who's not with the Red Sox anymore, and Manny Machado, who is with the Padres now. And, you know, these these sort of star players, it, it would be kind of cool if they had stayed, you know, a little bit. Um, so I, that was my initial reaction. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, um, I think my wife is vacuuming upstairs. Sorry about the noise. <laughs> no, I can't really hear it. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I thought that the the Padres were taking on an extreme amount of risk. Um, and, I, you know, I guess they're, they're getting two things for taking on that risk. Um, you know, one is they get Tatis, which maybe they wouldn't have got before. And, and the other is they get him at, you know, I mean, if he puts up three more seven-win seasons in a row or, or whatever – they're not going to get him at this kind of money. Right. Um, so, so they're, they're taking on that, you know, that, that extra risk and, and that risk, I don't, I don't think is nothing, you know, he's had injuries already. He's 22 and he's already had some injuries. Um, you know, he's, he's really good at everything, you know, but he's not what you'd call like a perfect hitter necessarily. Like he does swing outside the zone and, you know, he's so young. He hasn't played. I think he's played 145 or something major league games. So yep. he doesn't have an extensive track record of of anything because you can't really at that amount of games. So, yeah. Um, so on the whole, I, I was like, yay, this is good. This is exciting. But um, I'm not sure if I were the Padres that I actually would have pulled the trigger on this. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think um... – like you were, like you mentioned, I think the main risk in this, and there was a really good article that, um, you know, oh, there the vacuum is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, carpets are going to be clean. That's hey, they I, better I, be. I mean, quite honestly, this is offensive. <laughs> um, you know, Saris, of course, of the Athletic had a good article where he basically said, you know, the the risk here is not really that Tatis won't be good enough to live up to this contract. Like, sure, there's always a chance. Nothing's 100%, but the chances of that are are quite slim. You know, the risk here is will Tatis stay healthy? Um, And he he had a good little breakdown of first 600 plate appearances basically by OPS and of players um i think he had like a top 10 leaderboard and tatis was second in the his i think it was the history of baseball maybe he had it narrowed down but it was a long time 
And, you know, I think Pujols was first and then Trout was third and Tatis was in between. <laughs> so, clear, you know, the, and, you know, also on that leaderboard was like A-Rod, Bellinger. And then, but then there were a few guys down the bottom who the reason they didn't live up to their first 106 first 600 plate appearances because of health. Um, Carlos Correa was on there who I guess he's a little bit to be determined, but his star is definitely falling a bit. Um, and then uh, Bob Horner was on there and John Carlos Stanton were on there. So those three yeah. guys, are, but Stanton still got a huge contract in his career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and is still potentially like a, a good player too. Like yeah. it's not like his career is over. You know, he's missed a lot of time with injuries, but he could still be, still be a good player. Yeah, so I think I think there is risk. The, the risk from the Padres side is is health, like you were saying, and not not necessarily like is this guy good enough to justify this contract? Because with as much as you can tell through 600 plate appearances, with the list of players he compares to, like yeah, he's he's going to be an elite player for right. probably a long time as long as he's healthy. But that you know that's the on the other end, the risk the Padres take is they wait a year or two, and he's like. Actually, you know what? I'm now a year or two from commanding forty or fifty million dollars a year on the open market. I'm I'm right. good. I'm right. eight. Right. Right. Um, you know, so that like you said, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, uh, you know, Bryce Harper, uh, yeah. all these guys who and and every player's different in terms of where they want to stay, where they want to play, et cetera. But I'm thinking you know, the closer a guy gets to that big payday, the more it's going to cost you. And I think the less likely that he's going to forego his chance to go out onto the open market. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's right. The, and that's one reason this deal is really interesting because it was given so early. You know, there've been a few mm -hmm. deals that have been given to guys, you know, before they even made the majors, you know, the white Sox did it with Jimenez, uh, Eli Jimenez mm -hmm. and uh, Luis uh, Robert. Thank you. Luis Robert. Um, and, you know, at that point, you're you're not talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. You're you know, it's it's all it's tens of millions, which is not nothing. You know, that's more money than I'll ever see. But uh, but still, um, not not on the same uh, playing field there in terms of money. Um, so this is this is kind of a new time to give out a deal like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it makes I me. Mean, I actually wrote about this at Sox Outsider, like you know, in my whiny post Mookie Betts trade <laughs> type of way um, that, uh, you know, it, it's the kind of thing that you sort of wish the Red Sox had, had done and, and pushed more, you know, from a fan's perspective. Um, sure. Right. You know, that, that they had taken advantage of some or, or thought through that possibility, you know, early on. I mean, you feel like there's a, even for guys who want to hit the market, there is probably a number somewhere you know, potentially, maybe not for everybody. Maybe some guys just don't want to stay where they're at. Um, right. But, you know, at least for um, going back to Tatis, you know, he's get, he gets $300 million to, to live in San Diego. You could do a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. They have beaches I, there. There's daiquiris with little umbrellas in them. I've heard. Think, I've heard. I think he did well. He's definitely in one of the best climates in uh in the united states yeah he's on a team that clearly really wants to win <laughs> and yeah although the only thing about that is um 14 years out who the heck knows sure you know sure like the the padres haven't historically been a team that goes for it and that mm -hmm. wins a lot of games so 
Um, they're not, you know, historically a, a huge market. They're not historically a big player on the free agent market, blah, 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 blah. So the, I think there is, you know, at least from a competitive standpoint for a player who might want to, you know, be in the playoffs a lot, win World Series here and there, um, there is some risk for that, you know, for, for, sure. for him. Um, he didn't sign with the Yankees or, I don't know, that's really it, I guess, the Yankees. Or the Dodgers, right? Oh, yes. Right, of course, the Dodgers. Right. And I think like two years ago, we said, or the Red Sox, but they apparently aren't on that wagon anymore. Well, um, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do it to you though. Sorry. Yes. Well, no, that's fine. But and just for that, I'm going to check the cap score. So what do you think of that? <laughs> no, I, I yeah, Still it's a great deal for Tatis and in, in, in what he's giving up, you know, he's, he's got $340 million, you know, his, his grandkids, grandkids are set for life if they yeah. want, you know, yeah. uh, he did leave. If he were to continue to produce for the next several years, he did leave money on the table. No one's going to feel bad for him that he left right. money on the table. because he's worth 300, you know, he's got a $340 million coming his, right. his way. But, uh, I, in, in reading a couple articles about it, there were a couple different articles I read. One was on fan graphs. I think Ben Clemens, uh, possibly, was the one who wrote it. That's um, an up and coming site. I've, I, I think they're going, <laughs> but uh, you know, essentially said that in arbitration, we can estimate Tatis probably over four seasons would have gotten 50 to 60 million. So if you call it 50 million, right. For, over four years, then you've got 10 years, 290 million left. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sort of the thing is that he kind of signed the uh, Manny Machado deal like four yeah. years in advance. Right. Without roughly. the opt out. And as a player on a higher trajectory than than Manny, right? So, and I mean, and the reason that that works is because of the risk that the team is taking on. You know, right. they signed him to a ten-year yep. deal effectively four years before they had to. Yep. Yeah. You know. Right. So, so I mean, there's a lot of risk there. Something crazy can happen, and then the Padres are on the hook for a ridiculous amount of money over the next decade and a half, and that's gonna you know for a team like that that's going to have a massive impact on their ability to make trades, sign their own players, um, you know, participate yeah. in the free agent market, et cetera. So, and AJ um, Preller would lose his job probably if this deal doesn't work out. I, I mean, would think maybe, but by the time that we know that, hopefully <laughs> by the time that we figure out that that deal was bad, he's probably lost the job already. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's a, win for both sides with um not uh, risk for the padres and tatis potentially leaving money on the table but at the yeah. same time i you know i love to see a baseball team trying to win i love to see a baseball team paying uh market value which isn't as much a problem for superstars in major league baseball but it's still nice to see a team shell out that money um when you have seen so many guys like harper machado bets uh, rendon guys like that all leave the teams that drafted them yeah, and and go elsewhere. Um, it's it's nice to see Tatis get paid, get paid well, get recognized as one of the best young players in the game. Which leads to my next question for you: okay. Who, if if there is another Tatis extension coming, who do you think it would be to? And I don't necessarily mean like right now today, but also that, but also like say who's a player like in a year or two who you think might be in a position to get a deal like that as well as present day. I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide how you want to answer, but who, who would you have on that, that list? Yeah, I'll give you some, I'll give you some different names. I mean, the first guy that comes to my mind is Jeff Mathis. 
Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, 14 years might be long for him, but I think I'd go, I'd go 12. Yeah, Jeff backup Mathis. catcher. Got to lock it it's in. Huge. You got you to hold on to that guy. Um, no, the, the, uh, the obvious name is Juan Soto. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a Boris client. So is. that is very unlikely to happen. Um, Britt Ciroli actually uh, talked to Boris and had an article on The Athletic after the deal. Yeah. And Boris was basically like, I mean, of course he's going to say this, whether it's true or not, but he's basically like, nope, not happening. Right. Not yeah. the same player. Yeah, no yeah. way. That I number mean, starts with a four. But Boris works for his guys, but he's also, and you know, that's a, a line that I think we've heard a lot more over the years, you know, Boris isn't the one who's in charge. You know, he, he's an employee right. of the players, he's their agent. So, but he's the one giving the advice. Yeah. And a lot of these guys aren't going to say no. Right. They're, they're not going to go. Now, Xander Bogarts did. He signed a contract extension with the Red Sox. Is he a Boris guy? Boris guy. And Strasburg yeah. is too, right? Strasburg, yeah. Right. Although he did go to free agency and and he got a massive amount of money. Right. It just happened to be from the team he was already with. Fair. Uh, fair. But uh, so yeah, Soto seems like an a candidate for something like that. But it, but as you point out, it's not gonna not gonna happen. The other guy who comes to my mind isn't even in the majors yet, and that's Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the the holdup there isn't well it's the Rays. it's the fact that he's a a, a raise shortstop prospect and he's uh i think he's going to be fantastic so does that's not a minority opinion i think lots of people you know expect that including the Rays. um but the Rays aren't gonna take a guy they can pay the league minimum to for three years and and pay him 20 million dollars instead like that's not a raise thing to do right um I'm sure if he would sign a, you know, an Aussie Albies, uh, was it Albies who signed that deal? Um, really bad deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure if he'd sign that deal, then they then they talk. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably not happening either. Yeah, I think you know the Rays clearly aren't the team or have not yet been the team. And we have no reason to think they will be the team in the future that hands out a Tatis like deal. I, I could see them maybe giving Wander Franco who. Uh, who those don't know him. He's the number one prospect in baseball. I believe he's the first ever prospect on fan to get an 80 future value rating yeah. um, since they've been giving that rating, which basically means he's possibly the best prospect we've ever seen. Um, I think if they were to do, I could see him, you know, maybe like Mongoria when he came up, they just bought out his arbitration years. Right. I think it was like a six year deal um that they I gave think there were years after that i thought okay. there were some free agents I, I don't know that was a long I, time ago i could see a, a smaller type deal before he hits the majors like you know if he comes up and has a season a season and a half like tatis did you're not getting him that deal but i, I could see possibly a, a shorter smaller deal signed before he comes up but nothing nothing in the realm of what tatis got i don't see that coming from the race no yeah, and wow. if if he's as good as everyone says, he's going to be incredibly expensive in arbitration. So right. you, you have to think his time with the Rays isn't going to be that long. Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't pay guys fifteen, twenty million a year. To, no. You know, too, so. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think the the other guys. Uh, I mean, if Vlad had a breakout season, he has. He's been good, but he hasn't been great. I, I think the one thing you worry about. Um, 
one thing you worry about with him and, and Soto too is, is there where they play now? If they, if they lose athleticism as they, uh, as they age, where, where are you going to play him? Cause Tatis yeah. like, okay, you can't play short anymore. Let's shift him to third or let's, let's shift him to second. Right. Et cetera. Whereas Vlad's already at first base. Soto's already a mediocre corner outfielder. You know, he's also like the best hitter in baseball, but just right. aging wise, I, I, I wonder if it'll be more a, a middle infield or middle of the field type player, like, I don't know, somebody like Bo Bouchette had a breakout year or two with the yeah. Blue Jays, if, if he would get a massive extension. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. I would, or, or like you said, Wander Franco, that kind of guy. Short, I think short yeah, it's a lot, center field. Yeah. It's a lot easier to give that kind of deal to someone who can move down the defensive spectrum. That's a, that's a, a very yeah. good point. Yeah. 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 If, you're, if you're talking about someone who's already almost a DH, then right. you're, yeah. Um, right. it's things get a lot more complicated. Um, and now I, I would possibly say a guy in Seattle, like Jared, Jared Kelnick or Julio Rodriguez, possibly, um, candidates for those type of jobs. I'm going to go ahead and say that possibly at least at the moment, they aren't open to doing anything with the Mariners long-term, which brings us to our next topic. Uh, Kevin Mather. Yeah. Seattle Mariners president as of about a week ago, no longer Seattle Mariners president because he resigned after some comments he made to a rotary club, which. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good for them. Club. People out there doing good hard work. I yeah. appreciate that. It's just, I did not expect a rotary club to be the place where a team president said, well, if you're going to say offense, if you're the type of person who says offensive and wrong things, you're going to do that anywhere. But also the things were kind of like inside baseball type talk of like, what? No one admits this on the record type of stuff. Right. Um, right. If, if anybody out there has not seen the, seen the clips or read it, uh, look, look out landing the Mariners SB nation site had the whole transcript. They transcribed it. I uh, recommend going to read it. I'm sure you can find clips of it on YouTube, although the original clip was taken down, but to start, I think I, I think there were a lot of things that he said that were bothersome and, and surprising and uh, rubbed people the wrong way. But I think the thing, the absolute line he crossed, I think, were his comments about uh, Julio Rodriguez and Iwakuma, uh, about the, the language barrier type of thing. And, you know, for example, for if somebody asked them to tell them about Julio Rodriguez, who is the Mariners. I don't know. Him and Kelnick are kind of their top two prospects. I think they're both top 10 prospects in baseball. They're both really and, impressive prospects. Yeah, I mean, he's he's likely going to be a superstar for the organization. Super exciting player. And how does he answer the question, though? He comes out first. He's got, well, he's he's got a very loud personality, which, okay. All right. Like, leaving that on its own, may, maybe we can leave that alone. But if, if you talk to people from Latin America, that that's, you know, that's a bit of a, a put down. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's the same thing we got with Tatis when he swung three Oh, or the yeah. same thing you get when people, when, when certain guys bat flip it, right. guys of certain ethnicities are described certain ways. And while, while Mathers maybe didn't mean it with, <laughs> with, uh, any, any harm by his comment, I think his next, I think his second thing he said shows you exactly where he stands his true colors that, you know, he's got a loud personality and he doesn't speak the language that well. Yeah. Which we are talking about one of the best prospects in baseball who's on track to be a superstar for your organization, and that's where you go with it. And he also does speaking. He like he's he's a really young kid from another country who moved to this country and 
has learned the language. Like, what are you yeah. talking about, dude? I really, you don't speak English very well. A few days later, Julio Rodriguez just he had something on his Twitter or Instagram where he posted a video. I was like, well, one, it doesn't really matter if his English is good or not. I think that's irrelevant. Yeah. But two, he actually speaks fluent English. Yeah, yeah he's good. <laughs> like, so wrong on all accounts, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. one, like, why go there? Why make it about that? Two, you're also just wrong. But <laughs> So, yeah, anyways, I, I know I just spilled all my th- – I, I had a lot of strong thoughts about that. That's fine. Yeah, and I, I you know, the, the truth of it is, you know, screw that dude. But I don't have a whole lot to say about it beyond that. Like, yeah, he, you know, racist guy says racist things. News at eleven. Um, but I, you know, the, the one thing I guess is, or what's been, you know, what we've heard talked about in relation to this is that he's, you know, admitted to uh, the or, or in the course of those comments, he he admitted to. Um, you know, the service time manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, people are like, oh my gosh, he said that. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. of course he said that. Like, I think people say that all the time in front offices. I don't think that's, I don't think it's anything surprising. I mean, I guess the fact that it, you know, that it got recorded, it, you know. Right. It, I mean, it was, but it was, it was it's not, not, it's it's not a well-kept secret. And, and yeah, no, it, it and, is something that all teams do. You know, right. they're the reason Wander Franco's not speaking of Wander Franco, the, the Franco, Franco, Franco. Anyway, the, speaking of him, um, he, uh, the reason he's not going to be in the majors isn't because he's not ready to play in the majors. You know, he's, he's definitely ready. I mean, they also have uh, Willie Adonis at shortstop. So there's, there's a bit of a, a blocking right. going on there, but um but at least as far as you know, is is Wander Franco one of the one of the better players on the Rays? Yes, yes, he is one of the the best. Whatever they have, I don't I don't even know what rosters are this year. What are they? 25, 30, 28, 26? I don't remember. Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay, it's, it's all those numbers. those numbers. You it's just pick a number. That's yeah. before the game. They're like, we'll do yeah. twenty eight today. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll um, do thirty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real roster crunch right there. It's like, yeah, yesterday it was thirty, but today it's twenty six. So you got to go yeah, some. Or you guys got to go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I I think um, that's definitely one of the things that you know baseball needs to address in the upcoming CBA. Or you know, and to be clear, when I say baseball, I mean the players' union. The, the baseball right. is not going to address that unless the players' union force them to. So. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I I think it's good that he's gone. The other thing about this dude, and you know, you were very kindly attempting to give him some of the benefit of the doubt with you know his earlier the, the comments that you, you mentioned at first. Um, he has well, let me, let me multiple sexual harass. No, 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 nothing, nothing <laughs> about you. It's totally fine. Like no, no, it, I was just I was just yeah. saying, even if he's given the benefit of the doubt, he still right. comes across as terrible. Yeah, yeah it does, it does, <laughs> and and you know he has multiple sexual harassment um, complaints lodged against him. Um, they had a settlement, I believe. I believe the yeah, they, but both of them, both women settled. And uh, the, what I read was that he's the person who's in charge of the HR department where those complaints get lodged. Oh. So that's great. Yeah. Although he's not anymore. Cause, um, cause he quit. I think he wanted to spend more time with his family. Yeah. Yeah. More time um, with his family. So yeah, I, 
I was just surprised. And for anybody who doesn't follow the, I guess, CBA and contractual side, I think most people probably know, but you know, what we're talking about is basically teams keep their players in the minors longer, even when they're ready for the majors, because it means they can have them have control of them and have them under contract for, for a longer amount of time, basically is it yeah. in a nutshell. That's it. Um, and, and he, ba- and he admitted that the Mariners kept, you know, Jared Kelnick down because of that. Julio Rodriguez won't be up as soon because of that, which is not a secret. It's just, it's the first time that I know of, of an exec- executive saying it on the record. Um, and, and in the end, if anything, I think it helps the players when the CBA comes around because they can be, see, see, you can say you don't do this, but now we know you do this. Like, yeah. you know, we've always known you do this, but now you can't deny it. Right. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They can deny it. <laughs> sure. They probably they will. will. They probably will deny yeah. it. I mean, you know, that, that guy, he doesn't speak for everybody. And right. you know, that's why he's he, not with the team. That's anymore. why he got fired. And that's not, you know, that's not <laughs> right. We right. don't, we don't do that. Yeah, the team president has nothing to do with our culture here. No, yeah. uh, not anymore. Anyway, he's gone. But um, yeah, no, that's that's just one of numerous, you know, problems. And that's a whole other topic. Maybe we can discuss that, or or, or you can discuss that um, whenever uh, whenever it comes around in your your next podcast, Pat, which will be called Baseball Sucks. <laughs> well, we talk about the the CBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then just to kind of yeah put a bow on the matter thing. The other thing was he also offended like I guess as of the current roster, Mister Seattle Mariner Kyle Seeger, <laughs> who has an option on his contract next season. And he bas- he said right there he's like yeah Kyle Seeger he won't be with the team next year. <laughs> it's like which might be the case. They but, could trade him I guess, but yeah. Other yeah, than that, it might be the case. But you don't need. I mean you know Seeger's wife was on Twitter saying well guess we need to start putting a house on the market now. Right. It's just yeah. way to piss off the guy who's been with your team for, I mean, he's probably the longest tenured Mariner, right? I would imagine. Uh, yeah. I think been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> Generally and thought of, I think as a good guy and big around- pictures of him outside the ballpark, like three story yeah. high, you know, pictures of, of Kyle Seeger uh, yeah. at, at T-Mobile park. Yeah, I think it's Seattle. fair to say at this point, he's, he's not a franchise caliber player, but he is the face of that franchise. <laughs> in, at, yeah, as much as they have one, right, 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 locally, you know, around around nationally, he's not a nationally, you know, marketable player, but locally, yeah. he's one of their most popular players, I'm sure. And, and you just go out and piss him off. So, anyways, moral of the story is Kevin Mather, um, he's gone, and baseball is better for it for him being gone. I, you know, I wish I could yeah. say that I think that changes something. I don't think it do- does because he's representative of a culture in baseball but at least we're to the point where where when you make it be known publicly that you are part of that culture you're gone right i mean i guess at least we're at that point uh which i think is progress over maybe where we were 20 years ago right yeah i get yeah that's true 20 (laughs) years ago you know i'm not saying it's good i'm not saying it's good or acceptable but maybe it's just a little better it just takes it just takes so much for something like that to happen though like Mm-hmm. You know, the sexual harassment wasn't enough. The second sexual harassment wasn't enough. Yeah, which I had. And then I had no yeah. idea about that stuff. Yeah, until well, this came why out. would you? I mean, why? Yeah, this this guy is as far as like a you know, even an involved fan such as yourself, you know, like someone who pays a lot of attention to baseball, you know, not just one team but across all baseball. I I didn't know Kevin Mather before this happened. Right. You know, same. like, why would you as a fan know who the CEO or whatever president of the team is? Like, 
unless unless that's the team you follow and you go right. oh yeah the, the guy who runs our team is a giant bloody moron um but other than that you you just wouldn't know so um yeah i don't know i i guess there's i guess there's some progress there but it seems so incremental to to it's not really worth yeah. noting beyond sure. that or at least it, it's worth noting but it's not worth celebrating anyway oh absolutely 100 percent agree um, um so so i hope that guy steps on a series of legos <laughs> for eternity right? yeah just perpetually gets up out of bed in the morning and first thing he does is step on one of those little <laughs> little round legos yeah. uh and and like we i mentioned at the beginning today we're recording this today on sunday february 28th today's the first day of spring training games yay it is yeah uh and i was texting with matt before this you know hunter renfro with the red sox hit the ball really hard 107 miles an hour he did and um, and yeah. i looked it up because you said it and you were accurate but what was weird is it didn't have bobby dahlbeck's homer Oh, on the stat cast? Yeah, it didn't list it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see it there. I didn't so know I went through. I wasn't looking at the box score. He did. I was I was listening to it on the radio. Okay. And apparently there was a fastball that was not exactly middle, slightly elevated. And uh yeah, Bobby Dalvik did what what he does to those pitches. I think that's uh that's not a pitch that major leaguers are going to want to throw to him. There's a lot of pitches I think they can throw to him, but that's not one of them. I, I, I'd say that's uh, the sample size of one of, I know of that theory of the, the ball today. I'd say, I'd say that that checks. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Every, yeah. every time, every single time this year that, that someone's yeah. thrown him a pitch in the strike zone, he has homered off of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, you know, it's good to, good to have baseball back. I'm hoping that there's no reason where they need to shut it down or isolate teams or anything. Mm -hmm. There are even some fans in the stadium. I was watching the Yankees blue Jays game. And I mean, they were very, space seemed pretty spaced out had masks <clears> on but some people there which it was interesting to hear yeah uh you know hear people yell things you know it's it's empty enough where when the ball comes off the bat you can hear fans yell things like there was a ground ball there uh and somebody just goes double play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is i think one of the one of the underrated um I'm struggling how to say this because there certainly are not positive aspects to COVID, but uh, the fact that you can hear what players and coaches say now sure. is fantastic. Yeah. Like the other day, the Caps game, Wilson ran over some guy like well after he'd passed the puck and <laughs> yeah. uh, just obliterated him. And then Wilson got a two minute penalty. And so Wilson's in the, in the box and then Malkin's yelling something at him and Wilson's yelling something at Malkin and you can hear every single word of what they're saying. Right. And it's, you know, F bomb this F bomb that, you know, but it, it's not, not exactly great literature, but, uh, but it's at least interesting. Yeah, like you yeah. could never hear that if there's 19,000 people yelling in there or not right. even yelling, just talking. There's just general noise that you don't you right. get to hear that. We'd have to have John boy doing a breakdown for the lip reading, but instead we just <laughs> pulling the hot mics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I, I told you before we started at the end, I was going to ask you a random off topic question just for fun. Right. And then I was going to try to think of the most embarrassing question. Yeah. That I could. Not, not embarrassing, but most awkward question to make you feel as awkward as possible. And, and where I'm going to go with this is I was, I was surfing around on the old internet earlier. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh -huh. I didn't know about this, but at some point within the last couple of weeks, there was a fake screenshot of a CNN article circulating about the vaccine. 
Oh, okay. About where doctors for um, vaccine effectiveness were encouraging, and 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 I'll I'll word this gingerly because who knows somebody might be listening to this in the car with their kids, so I'll, I'll word it gingerly. But we're encouraging males to get the shot in their private. Interesting. And that brings me to a question for you: If you knew you could get the vaccine tomorrow, absolutely, one hundred percent effective, definitely do it. Would no you get that it. shot there? I'm already, I've already answered your question. <laughs> You, so you'd do it. No, no. I no think pressure. I would. Yeah. I, okay. Dude, I want to go to a fucking, sorry. I want to go to a bar and have a beer. Like I want to okay. do that. I want to go to a restaurant. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day. I was like, there, there's a breakfast place that's like four blocks from here. And they yeah. have the, they have just the greatest food and coffee and you just sit in the window and, oh, I miss it so much. Like I, I want, I want to go and, uh, I just want to go out and I want to mostly, I just want to like, not worry. Like that's, that's, that's the thing. So I had a root canal, uh, a couple days ago, the second part of it, I actually had an earlier part of it a couple weeks before that and both parts unpleasant, didn't care for that. Um, there was many drills, many sharp pointy things. There was even at one point what looked to be a soldering iron. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't really see like below. You just get this sure. view, and then yep. then things go down here, and you can't really tell yep. what uh, where they're going anymore. Um, so, again, uh, zero out of ten would not recommend. But um, I think uh, ultimately it it saved me from um, from a lot of pain, and and so the end result was worth it. And I feel like this is a similar thing. It would really suck in the moment. It would suck probably for some period of time after that. But then I could go out and get a beer and go out and have breakfast and also just go out and not worry about like dying or bringing a disease back and killing my wife. Right. You know, Um, I could go potentially do things like um, see my parents and I could hug them. I, I don't have to stay 10 feet away from them. Right. So I think I would do that. How about, okay. um, let me, let me do this. Let me throw it back at you. Yeah. I, I, I you didn't would. see that coming. Did you Pat? Holden? I would do it. Boom. Be- believe it or not. I just saw this article today and that's why I framed the question. Yeah. I actually, a couple of weeks ago was texting a few people like my brother and a couple of my cousins who I text dumb things to. And I yeah. actually posed them this exact question. And how did they respond? You're, by the way, you're not getting out of answering this, but I want to hear how they responded. Well, I, I would do it. Okay. I would do it. All right. And, but most people said, no, I'll take my chances with the shot in the arm being 90% effective, 95 over that. Oh, I did. So I didn't get that. That was an option. I thought it was, if you could, cause I can't get a shot now. No. Uh, well, yeah. I was saying you could get it tomorrow instead okay. of waiting like, you know, whatever, two months or whatever you have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm going to stick with my answer. I'm yeah. I'm sticking. I with think. I think I might do it just even if it's same timeline, 100% effectiveness versus 90 to 95. I think I might do it just for the peace of mind, whatever. It would be bad for a minute. Yeah. I'd get over it. I think actually, whenever it is, I do get my shot. I'm just going to tell them, you know what? Actually, (laughs) I don't want it in my arm. (laughs) Yeah. Here's, here's this fake CNN article, sir. I'd I'd like this. I'm going to drop my pants. Jab me in the penis with that. Yeah, please. (laughs) Well, that's, we're going to take that sound clip and post it all over the internet. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, so Matt, audio, audio GIF to beat audio GIFs. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, as I say, thanks for doing this. I think, you know, I think we've covered, uh, you know, 
covered everything we need to cover and especially the shot yeah. question I think was the most important topic I needed to know today. But um, yeah, yeah, you might you might want to cut the rest of it. <laughs> the actual baseball talk for anybody yeah. who's still listening, who listened through my ridiculous question from Matt. Well, one, thanks for still being here, but also the uh, you can look in the description of the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, there you can check out where to find Matt, his Sox Outsider uh, newsletter, and he also has a podcast. Uh, you can check out. One, I I like finding people who's uh, writing I enjoy who cover teams that I don't follow as closely because it, it it gives me the ability to feel like I still kind of know what's going on with that team. And, you know, whereas I spend a lot of time per day following the teams that I follow, I can just take 10 minutes and read Matt's article and I'm like, all right, cool. That's what's going on with the Red Sox. Now I know. So yeah. um, as an Orioles fan, I still like following people who, who cover other teams for that reason. So go follow Matt's newsletter and, uh, that's 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 a wrap for episode one. Matt, thanks for being here. We will uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again uh, sometime in the future. I look forward to it, man. I'm here. And I'm not. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs>